0: Welcome to The One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo.
1: What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret.
0: Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday.
1: This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently.
0: For all the things we were never taught but should have been, at the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Kia everyone, welcome back to another episode of the 1UP Project podcast. Today, let's talk financial advisors. Apologies if you can hear any kind of whistling or blowing in the background. It is the weather in Auckland. Let's start off with some weather chat. The weather in Auckland has been infuriating, to say the least. It's here, it's there, it's fucking everywhere and it's getting on my nerves. So hopefully, yeah, you can't hear that, but otherwise... Um, looking forward to getting into this episode. I've wanted to do this for a while because as you would know, and as I have to disclaim on everything I do, um, everyone's personal personal financial situation is so different. And if you want personal advice, then it's always best to seek the help of a financial advisor who can work with you to plan and prepare for your future. Um, so yeah, today we're gonna to break down financial advisors, what they are, a bit of a one-on-one on the basics. And I sought the help of Kale Emery from The Money Men with this one. And you would recognize Kale's name or you would know him if you've seen him on Instagram. Such an awesome guy. Always explains things in the most basic, high-level way possible, which is obviously perfect for this. Um, So thank you, Kale, for your contribution. You're going to hear him pop in and out throughout the episode as we talk through things. It is truly so common that we hear the term financial advisor thrown around, but it's not so often that we actually seek one out. And I think that's because there is a belief that it's really difficult or, more commonly, just really expensive. So I want to go over some of that today. And I've never had a financial advisor personally. I would actually love one. But I'm not quite decided on what type of advisor or the exact reason I want one, which is something we can walk walk through today um, and work through and come up with not only maybe a solution for myself, but a solution for yourself too, if this is something you're interested in. So first thing, what actually is a financial advisor?
1: Someone who can, I guess, sit down with you, break down your financial lives, figure out what you want to achieve financially, and then help you get there over a range of different products. Every financial advisor is different. Okay. Um, so whether it be a advisor who specifically focuses on insurance and mortgage mm. or someone who does KiwiSaver or someone who does budgeting or someone who invests or helps you invest money specifically mm. there's all sorts of different types but generically I would say someone who you can sit down with um, and build a plan to achieve your financial goals.
0: So, a couple things in there. There's two different things that I feel like we should clar- clarify before we continue on. So, there's an advisor, which is the individual, you know, advisor or person that's giving you the advice. And then there are financial advice providers who would be like the company that has lots of advisors within it. Um, that you can choose from. So financial advice providers could include a range of different type of people and advisors. One might be personal financial planners and investment advisors uh, which we'll mainly be discussing in this episode and then there's like your typical mortgage advisor or broker, um, insurance advisors and then potentially staff at insurers or banks who also provide financial advice. So there's different type of types of advisors who may have different specialties um, or multiple of these specialties. And someone who is a financial advice provider must have their own license or be covered by a company that has one. I think another important thing to note is that advisors do have to tell you certain information you know when you ask or hopefully before you ask. Um, and so all licensed financial advice providers, must comply with these duties and I'm reading this off the FMA website which has some really good resources. One, they are qualified and competent to offer advice, Uh, put your interests first, properly explain what kind of advice they're able to give and then explain how they're paid. So full transparency over their like specialties and what it is they're actually competent in and then also how they're paid which we're going to get into in a second. So based off all of that, why exactly would we want an advisor to begin with? There might be different stages you hit in life, or there definitely will be different stages you hit in life, where this makes sense, or where things change, and where you just need some help. For example, buying a house, or organising your finances for that reason, financial planning around your family, if you're starting a family, or your current family, or even retirement, so it's basically someone external to your life who can help you establish a plan to achieve your financial goals, as Kale was saying, and different situations or different life stages are going to indicate uh, when and you might need that advice and what kind of advice you might need. So the next thing I need an answer to is how much these people cost. Honestly, I feel like all we all think that the only people who can afford financial advisors and air quotes are the rich. Um, so here's what Kale had to say about that.
1: So it varies, and Mm. it's literally case by case. So everyone can, you can choose what you charge, right? Mm. Um, Some charge by the hour, some charge a flat fee, some charge uh, based on how much they can make you, like they'll skim the top, Um, and then some get commission only, so Mm. they don't charge their clients a thing, Mm. which is fantastic. Um, So it's a, a huge variable, but I would say... If you were to pay for one hourly, you would expect to pay around the 300 an hour mark.
0: Okay, that's good. That's good to have like a
1: Ballpark. semi-average,
0: yeah. Okay, so just to kind of go over that again, there's four different options. And that will vary depending on the advisor. So we can either go by the hour, potentially looking at the $300 an hour mark. There might be a flat fee they charge you. And I have an assumption that they might have like packages or different things they help you with would cost different flat fees. Then there's, uh, they'll charge you based on the returns they can make you through your investments. And then there's commission only, which means the providers who you sign up to based on the advisor's advice um they pay the advisor a commission and that's how the advisor earns money off your business so for me for example I would be best to use a commission-based advisor right now purely because I can't afford to pay someone but I have always been worried about the bias that comes with that right because maybe they get paid differently by different providers so how can I ensure that there's no bias um i want to know that my advisor is giving me the best solution to my personal problem or the best recommendation for my personal situation not based on their interest and so i said to Kali, is it true that if we pay for an advisor we can expect unbiased advice and if we don't there is a higher likelihood that there will be biased advice here's what he had to say yeah that's
1: semi-accurate okay um so i i know a lot of unaligned advisors who don't charge Mm-hmm. Uh, those are advisors who focus on like insurance and mortgage, and because they get paid commissions from providers. Right. Um, the commission rates are all more or less the same. Okay. So there's no favoritism.
0: Yeah, I was, that's what I always wondered. Mm. Okay.
1: It's a hard one. Yeah. Because you kind of, and I think we're built to expect that they have like, well, the financial sector doesn't have a great rap on it. Yeah. You know, financial advisors in general, or investment brokers or insurance brokers you know whoever pays them the most is where they'll end up going yeah and look i think there's an element of that that's correct right historically okay very different market now especially in the last couple months all the regulations have changed right putting a lot more onus back onto the advisor and then Mm. the provider as well um but it is semi-correct i would just ask if you okay. speak to a if you speak to an advisor, they have to tell you they're aligned if you right. ask, so because there are advisors who are aligned to mm. one company.
0: Do you know if it's the same with mortgage advisors, like certain banks pay more?
1: um there are small variables, but nothing nothing drastic okay yeah um I would definitely ask which agencies each advisor has, like mm-hmm. if you're speaking to a mortgage advisor or broker just ask um, what banks they can and or can't deal with because mm. there are some that are, like only have one agency mm. so obviously that's the only bank you're going to get any answers from and there's some that have every agency under the sun and then there are some companies that are positioned as brokers or advisors who are really only Go to one bank.
0: So when Kale is talking about aligned versus not aligned um, advisors, he's talking about a advisor um, that is, I guess, linked or partnered with another provider. So there's a chance that if an advisor was aligned, that they are not fully independent with their advice. And maybe more likely to be influenced in a certain way to push a particular product or platform. And if an advisor is not aligned, then there's less chance that they would be pushed to do that. And like Kale said, the best thing you can do is just ask the question and just ask them. I think the key with things like this is that you feel that you have full transparency over everything. And you know, don't be afraid to ask these questions. They will have heaps of people going to them. Um, wondering these sorts of things all the time. And it's I guess the responsibility is on you to make sure that you have full ownership of your own situation, the type of advice advice that you're listening to. So yeah, don't be afraid to go out and just put everything on the line um, because they have to answer that. So the last question I asked kale was, what is it actually worth to someone to have an advisor?
1: A fortune. Yeah. Like it's the difference between retiring with... 200 grand yeah. and a debt-free property or non, or not what did I just say? Non? <laughs> just making that
0: your debt-free own language. debt-free property
1: or no property. The difference can be a fortune yeah, and yeah. a comfortable retirement.
0: And, you know, there are so many advisors out there now who I feel uh, all they want to do is help people. In fact, most, all of the ones I've come across. Um, really just want to help people and with anything with any kind of advice or suggestion or recommendation or whatever you always want to take it with a grain of salt even you know with my podcast or, or other social media people that talk about anything you always want to apply your own thinking to it and don't take everything they say as gospel so from here what can you do if you are wanting an advisor I think the best thing to think about first is why exactly you want one And that can help you to understand what exactly you want from an advisor. Is it to help you build wealth in retirement? Just understand your current financial situation or improve your habits? Um, Or you might, you know, want a mortgage broker or an insurance advisor. What is it that you want out of them? And how do you want to work with them? What's going to work best for you? Then past this point you know, it comes to actually seeking one out, and there are a couple of ways you can go about this. First one is, you know, potential referral from a friend or family member. Feel free to ask around and see if anyone you know has used one in the past and what their experience was. If you're in some financial Facebook groups, like the Sharesies one or Girls That Invest, you might want to ask in there as well. I'm sure people would have heaps of advice. And remember to take any recommendations, as I was saying before, with a grain of salt, Um, because you will have different financial needs to the next person and I've read a few things doing you know research for this episode that say you know just don't take recommendations from people you know at all and you might want to go down that route I think it's just a good way to kind of familiarize yourself with the industry and and maybe just do a bit of research doesn't mean you have to listen to anyone Um, but sometimes it's an easy way to just dip your foot in a little bit but I do think with these things people tend to just want the easiest and most convenient option which is fair enough, Uh, but when it comes to your financial future, it's one thing that you want to be sure of, and there's a rule that I have with investing, and I repeated this in multiple episodes this year, but I have to be able to justify every investment I make and it's the same with life. I want to be able to justify any decision I make with my personal finances. So the main thing is that you can justify why it is you're going with this financial advisor, how they're going to help you, how exactly they are right for your personal situation. So yeah, make sure that you're doing everything that's best for you and your family or whoever the advice is for. The next way, um, so Mary Holm, who's a very popular NZ financial wizard, if you will. She used to have a list of New Zealand financial advice providers on her website, uh, which I have now found on Money Hub, another great website but these advisors are ones that charge a fee, so they're not commission-based, um, but it's just an easy way to, again, dip your toes in and maybe have a look at a few. I'll leave the link to it in the description if you're interested anyway. This entire article on Money Hub is, is actually really helpful. Um, and also the company's office, which is a website with all the registered companies in New Zealand, if you've never been on it before, they have a list of all financial service providers um, or financial advice providers which I'll also link below in case you want to have a look at that. And you know, feel free to shop around like you would for a personal trainer, for example. Find the right fit for you. Set up a call or meeting and have an initial conversation about it. You know, ask those questions. You might learn a lot just through that process. And people might be willing to you know offer you general tips and guidance as well uh, if if the conversation goes to that place. So the FMA, which is the Financial Markets Authority, kind of the the body that controls or regulates financial advice in New Zealand also has some great uh, resources and has written out the following questions to assist you in looking for an advisor at that meeting stage that I was just talking about so when you're thinking about choosing an advisor uh, ask yourself these questions so they can help you decide who will best meet your needs the first one is did the advisor explain their experience and qualifications to you so ideally you you want the advisor to have explained these things in the meeting, um, so you don't actually have to ask for them, but good questions to ask anyway. So did the advisor explain their experience and qualifications to you? Did the advisor explain what type of license they have? They might be working under the license of a financial advice provider, so it's always good to understand that as well, and then give it a quick Google, like what does this license allow you to do? Um, Did the advisor indicate the type of products they can advise on? Because some will specialize in certain areas, and not others, right? So they must tell you about their service offering and what it is they specialize in and what it is they're competent in talking about. Obviously, you know, you want someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, So yeah, making sure you check that. The next one is, did the advisor tell you how they are paid? Um, So again, they have to be transparent around this and you want to know if they are aligned or not aligned or whatever it is, if they're commission based, um, but if it's a fee, I'm sure you would probably know that before jumping into it, if you're making an investment, so this is the next question, if you're making an investment, did the advisor explain where and how your money will be held, full transparency and you know have it, being able to have an overview of where your investments are and how you can ever look at it is so important, this is why I never liked having my KiwiSaver with my bank, because they never gave me this overview of exactly where my money was being held and and, you know what it was doing which is actually kind of wrong when you think about it um, and they should really change that but with my new KiwiSaver provider they are so transparent about where everything is and you have a full dashboard overview which I really love so same with an advisor is that what they are able to offer you and then the last one is did the advisor outline how you can complain if there's a problem so honestly guys you know there's a lot in here it's not easy these things are you know they do involve admin in the sense that you actually have to do the work but it's not shouldn't be hard or overwhelming in the sense that you don't understand because these advisors should make you feel comfortable enough to ask questions not everyone is going to understand everything in fact most people don't understand so that's why you're going to the advisor in the first place if it was me I would probably go on Instagram this is such a gen z way of approaching it but I'll probably go on Instagram and try and have a look at some of the advice providers first and just get a feel for what they're like naturally I want to have a look at their social media before actually committing to a chat and maybe they don't have an Instagram And that might be a sign for me, like I might want someone who values the use of social media to promote their services and to promote what kind of education they're providing and who they are. Um, So then after that, I would organize a meeting with a couple, just see how I feel, dip my toes in, ask questions. It's like after you go to one meeting, you probably find things out that you should have asked. So then you ask at the next one and then that gives you ideas for the next one. So, you know, this is a learning process for just your general information as well as you to actually find out what advisor is right for you. You don't have to commit to anything. Just because you have a meeting, it doesn't mean that you have to commit to this person or feel guilty that you're not going through with their services. Don't put that guilt on yourself. I feel, I'm going to generalize here for a second, but I feel like women tend to do this a lot. They feel like, oh, well, if they've spent some time with someone, it's a classic like, do let the guy at the bar buy you a drink because you don't want to feel like you owe him, which is a terrible way to feel, but it's like that general attitude carries through with other things. So don't feel like you have to commit to anything just because you've given someone or you've taken someone's time for a meeting or whatever you know it's your money it's your business you just make sure that you feel comfortable and it's something that you want to do so to summarize this episode I want to finish with three interesting bits that you can take that I thought kind of opened my mind up a little bit so the first one is that there is a chance that commission-based advice could have some bias right so Just something to keep in mind but remember that you can ask the advisor any question on this about how they're paid and they have to tell you. So just open up that conversation straight away. The next thing is you could be looking at around $300 per hour for a paid advisor. I think that's really nice to have a ballpark figure because I would have had no idea what that was and you can kind of work out if that's something that would suit your lifestyle and that doesn't mean you have to, you know, have a session with them every week It's more figuring out what you want out of the session and then planning the session around that. And obviously they can, I I suppose, quote you for how much time they reckon that would take. The last thing is find someone you resonate with. Feel free to shop around. You don't have to go with someone because they're the first person you spoke with. I think it's so important with any kind of information you take. You know, even if you think of it on a simple level, like the podcast you listen to. You listen to me or Girls That Invest or It's No Secret or any of these other incredible financial podcasts because you resonate with us you relate to our journey in one way or another and it should be the same with an advisor find someone who you resonate with who understands you and that feels right I love a gut feeling so yeah that's everything I have to talk about on this episode I hope that it I was about to say enlightened you but I mean we're talking about financial advisors I really don't know how enlightening it could have been but I hope it was at least interesting and answered some of your questions if you have any more hit me up on the Instagram and or Kale I think their ad is at the money men NZ or at the money men if you just search that you'll find it so thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on the next episode bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The 1UP Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The 1UP Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there. Just a quick disclaimer that The 1UP Project is an educational platform that provides information that is general in nature. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information within this resource at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any decisions based on the information in this resource. I'm not a financial advisor and if you require expert advice then please seek advice from a professional.